0: Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere.
1: For your heart-stopping news, pack sixty minutes of radio adrenaline. Webmaster Radio presents the pulse. the pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, and puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the round table. The
2: Pulse, the pulse starts now. Hello and welcome to the Search Pulse. Today is. Wednesday, April 24th, this is the 27th edition of the Search Pulse. Again, um, my name is Barry Schwartz um, from the Search Engine Roundtable, also Rusty Brick. As always, with me is Ben Pfeiffer, the Senior Editor of the Search Engine Roundtable from RankSmart.com, and Chris Boggs, the Associate Editor of the Search Engine Roundtable, who works in the SEO department as a search strategist at Avenue A Razorfish. Um, Last week's edition of the Search Pulse is archived... um, You can catch it in the Search Pulse Archive at scroundtable.com, and we discussed a lot of fun things like SCS New York, we talked about paid links a bit, well, a lot, we talked about S.com Edison's uh, project, and a lot more things. So, it was an overall good show, but I wanted to get right into today's topics, since we have a long list to discuss. The first thing is about um, Google's uh, earnings and Yahoo's earnings, which they announced Last week, yeah, they announced last week. So, first Yahoo announced earnings, I believe, and it wasn't too po- positive. It was pretty much, um, they saw a decline in uh, their, in their you know, earnings. So, there was 11% decrease in earnings for Yahoo. Um, they said it was because of all the investments towards, you know, building up Panama and all that other type of stuff, and they expect to see much better results in Q2 while Google went ahead and they just pretty much blew everybody out the water um, by reporting pretty much, you know, over a 60% rise in their profit and revenue. So it was a 69% increase in profits from the previous, um, you know, from the first quarter of 2006 to the first quarter of 2007. And they also saw an increase in the revenues, which was pretty uh, big. So a lot of people are buzzing about it. Really, a financial discussion, but you know, let's start with Chris. And what are your thoughts on their both announcements?
3: Uh, first of all, good, good to be with you guys again this week. Looking forward to a good show. And uh, Google, I think it's you know it's becoming Google season again. Uh, I remember last year when I first started writing our, our newsletter, um, it, I always felt kind of guilty because like three out of the four stories would be about Google news, and it seems like we're getting into that. Uh, that stretch again and uh you know there's certainly uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if their net profit is always staying ahead of the uh US search engine usage share which was reported at 64% i think by by Hitwise a couple weeks ago so it, it, you know it's a it's a Cinderella story i mean right now you go to the search roundtable uh, home and the first is, is something we'll talk about next week probably about being ranked the most powerful brand in 2007 I mean, beating out GE and Microsoft, et cetera, et cetera. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. It, it's just, you know, one of those kind of amazing stories, and you've got to feel a little bit for Yahoo and, and, and MSN, but at the same time, you know, it's great for Google.
2: Right, right. Ben, I know that you own, you got in the IPO and you bought about a hundred thousand shares of Google. <laughs> so you must be pretty yeah, I happy. Did. Right I sure now.
4: did. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, I wasn't as fortunate enough to do that. Um, we all were just kind of waiting. Never thought it would get this high. But uh, I have followed mm-hmm. the Google stock a little bit closely, and um, you know it's very impressive and kind of you know the substantial increases in like one billion dollars in revenue in a single quarter and stuff like that, and you know it was surpassing popular brands like Microsoft, like Chris just mentioned. I I know with some of the discussion specifically about Google's earnings was just the rate at which they can maintain uh, the projected earnings and the percentage that they would grow each particular quarter. And a lot of times the concern was related to what their price-to-earnings ratio was, which was like around 42. So they had to basically exceed that in order to kind of maintain the momentum that they have had with the high, you know, $500 range stock price. Um, And so, you know, they've been able to definitely um, keep up with that, and so I think investors are really happy in regards to you know what Google's doing, and and like Chris said, it is kind of Google season in my opinion too. It's like they're putting all these new products out, and we're constantly reporting on what Google's doing and this and that and such and such. And you know, it was so much simpler years ago when it was just like Google released one thing, and I was like to talk for like months, and then now it's like it seems every week there's you know twenty different things that they're doing. Yeah,
2: it's outstanding. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I remember I think it was. Last week, it was just I. I never had a week like that where, I mean, it was pretty much like two or three things, like new products that Google released every day. It was it was just crazy. Like for example, one of the products we we're, we're going to talk about is that Google renamed their search history to web history, and part of that is that not only is Google going to be tracking your search history anytime you do a search, but they're going to be tracking, or they can have, they have the ability to track not just your you know your search history, but also your web history. What that means is. um... Obviously, any web, web activity that it can actually track, such as, um, I mean, examples are view your web activity. You know what you're getting in your website when you go online, search the full text pages you've visited, like it's actually caching it. So from web pages to images to videos to news stories, um, also your personalized results. So it actually you know give you more personalized implications. It's pretty pretty sophisticated in, in that it's not only just going to be tracking your stuff that you search for, but also things that you go to and visit and see and it's really going to track anything it can in terms of web history. And, I mean, it's, that's pretty, you know, f- you know with the purchase of DoubleClick, people are big, uh, pretty afraid about that, but they keep on saying it's not going to be related to DoubleClick and stuff like that. In any event, it's, it's a pretty big announcement. Um, whenever you do a Google search now, it has, like, you know, a way to, you know, track your web history. There's a link to web history, and it's more in your face. So it's these personalized results are more in your face, and, and it's, you know, it's kind of like, wow, so Google is really tracking everything. So Ben, I mean, what are your
3: thoughts
2: on, on that release? Um, this
4: is pretty neat. Um, actually, you know, it, it, most people might not even be aware that they have a, a web history going on. I know, like, I logged into mine this morning and checked it out, and you know, there's like gaps missing where I forgot to log in or something here. But you know, they've got a pretty you know substantial record of like what I've searched for, where I've been, and what I've been doing, you know, for the last couple days, even up to maps and stuff. So this is pretty cool. It's actually I really like the layout. I'm you know, a little was a little freaked out at first, kind of in terms of you know privacy type of issues and what they're going to use this for, and it even tracks like the total number of Google searches I've done for the month, uh, or for like six days or something. Um, so, you know, it's in the, it's in way in the thousands of ranges up there in terms of Google searches. So. Um, I think it's a pretty neat tool. you know it's cool that they renamed it. I think, you know, there's a lot of concern in terms of privacy. Um, and also people are talking about, you know, how the SERPs are gonna change in regards to this, these new things that are rolling out and how it's gonna be harder for SEOs in order to target specific terms and, and you know, not really know how the pages are gonna rank um, or the search results are gonna show up.
3: Right. It's true, it's true. And Chris, do you have something to add? Oh, uh, you know me. Uh, I always got something to add. <laughs> uh, you know, I like this. Uh, I think it's cool. It's uh, it's kind of reminds me of when I discovered that I could go look at my Yahoo IDs and find out uh, all my past fantasy sports histories. You know, to find out how many trophies I've won, how many first, second, and third places and stuff. So it's the kind of thing that when you find out about it, it's pretty cool. Uh, you certainly would want to know about it, and it looks like. Uh, you know, you have to go in and officially enable it and, uh, you know, they of course always make it easy by having the box checked already that says remember me on this computer, but thing, you know, as long as you're careful about it and, and like Ben said, you know, there's, there's gonna be gaps in it where maybe, uh, you're not signed in or, you know, so if if you really do want to monitor your own web history, or this, you know, this has potential also for uh, parents out there that want to monitor what uh, their kids are doing on the internet. And uh, you know, most kids have a lot of a lot of ways to figure out how their parents are monitoring, especially if they're some clunky software. But you turn this on, and it's pretty likely that your kids may not really know what's going on that their that their activity is being monitored. In terms of this kind of software being an invasion of privacy. Um, I, I agree that that 's certainly an argument, however, if you think about it there uh, 's there 's uh, such a high percentage i think of the internet out there and i don 't know the actual numbers, but of the internet users that have uh, spyware installed on on their computers that they don 't know about that 's monitoring uh, you know in some cases more than just their web industry but also the uh, the information that they fill into forms and and so on and so forth so if you want to talk about uh, you know an invasion of at least it 's uh but, uh, am I still here? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Sorry, I just had a weird sound on the phone. Uh, so anyway, um it's it's a it. kind of thing where it's you know, that that's about it. uh the the you know, you're going to give up some some privacy, but you're going to get to see a bunch of what you do and and maybe uh in a way um you could you could end up trying to uh, if you could get a group together, like a survey group or something, and get people to share their web history with you as marketers to act in a, 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 you know, it, just imagine the, the kind of research that you could do with this if you'd have people willing to share their web histories with you. And I'm sure Google would be great if that somehow they'd they'd eventually want to share those web histories with marketers as well. Uh, I
4: just wanted to mention one more comment about this. I, I think this tool actually specifically will be, can be really helpful for students, specifically they're doing research um, in the search engines. I know I was doing some research like uh, last week in terms of goldfish. I have some new goldfish, and I was trying to figure out one of them was sick. And so in a period of like five minutes, um, the web history basically logged every single photo I looked at and every website I looked at and kind of organized it into a nice little concise little box here. Um, so it, it's, been pretty, it, it's been pretty neat. Um, but at the, seven to- at the same time, I can go back in terms of my history all the way back to two thousand five, so <laughs> and see. So in the I little box,
3: for. Ben, you can go back and like let's say, oh yeah, I did all that research on goldfish the other day. You can easily and quickly identify that research and and be right there again, just like that. Mm-hmm.
4: Do y'all know there is there a way to like remove the web history from Google? Like if somebody's really concerned about privacy issues and they want to get this information taken out completely, has anybody oh, heard I of a know, way that you can remove it?
2: Yeah, there are ways to, Danny Sullivan has a great article, Search Engine Land, on all different ways of that Google's tracking your information and other people that are tracking information and ways to either erase that data or prevent it or, or other things that you could do to actually anonymize yourself. So, if you're interested in that, just check over at Search Engine Land. Um, there also is a link directly from our article at Search Engine Roundtable on that, so there's links to that information, yeah. Um. Next topic I want to discuss um, was everybody, I'm sure, heard about the whole Virginia Tech massacre. It was a horrible thing that happened over over there, and obviously, it was a major news item, and all the different news places are talking about it, and you know how Google News works. They actually consolidate a bunch of the news items, put them on the homepage, they categorize them by topic, and... What happened was um, it was a Google Groups thread about how a Google News on Google News homepage, um, the Virginia Tech massacre was actually found within the entertainment section. Now, obviously, the Google News homepage is all automated, and it was obviously disturbing for people to see that labeled under the entertainment section. But things like that do happen—not often, but they do happen—and it was completely a computer glitch. And the Google News Rep or Google Groups, you know, obviously thanked everybody who reported it, and they went ahead and fixed it, um, and they did their best to quick it, fix it quickly, and they obviously apologized for anything, how, you know, how offensive it was, and it was a, a very serious mistake. Um, and they're very upset about that it happened, but things do happen. So, um, you know, it's just another thing to tell you that, you know, things do happen when it comes to automation. And Google does learn from these things, and obviously it was horrible to see something like that, but it did happen.
3: And, um, you, know, I don't, you know, Chris, do you want to add anything to that? Well, uh, it, it is sad that uh, that happens, but it's an automated glitch, and uh, I think Google was very smart. It shows that they're right on it. I mean, the, the first post, I guess, well, it was kind of a little bit long. I mean, the post was at 744, but you can't expect them to monitor every single post within the Google groups, but it's a pretty important question to ask, and and they got back with an answer as being the second comment, actually, so uh, uh, that, that's pretty quick, and uh, you know, it's a shame, but uh, these, these kind of things happen when, when you're creating and, and, and uh, categorizing uh, news or, or any other uh, listings. Right. It's true. And Ben, do you want
2: to add anything
3: to that?
4: No, you know, there seems to be really no harm done specifically, you know, with what happened with it. So, you know, it's kind of unfortunate, but, you know, I guess it kind of comes back to nothing beats, you know, human human interaction or human, um, you know, editing through the the news results, you know, when something like this, because obviously search engines or an algorithms really not going to know the difference. But, you know, it happened. It, it probably helped Google more than anything.
2: Right. Okay. All right. Um, I think we should take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about a new way to remove content from google.com so let's hit a commercial break and we'll speak to you guys soon
1: sit tight and don't move the pulse we'll be back after this short break one traffic It's a no-brainer. Reaching customers everywhere they search is smart business. However, reaching them through web and mobile search as well as free directory assistance with effective pay-per-call advertising is, well, ingenious. Ingenio Paper call delivers highly targeted phone call leads to businesses looking for new customers. And the advertising business only pays for new customer lead. Call 1-800-705-0632 today to ask about your free trial or go to Ingenio.com slash Web Radio. That's Ingenio.com slash Web Radio. Ingenio. Simply Ingenious.
0: baby textlinkads.com Every one of you listening
5: on the web look out because soon, very soon the most electrifying monster radio show ever conceived will be stalking your internet it's alive! Run don't walk to affiliate thing <laughs> There's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide there's no escape from affiliate thing. Affiliate Thing has captured the news, tips, and resources as it feeds on the affiliate world. The big news, the big stories, and the big interviews. It's Affiliate Thing, starring Affiliate Summit co-founder Sean Collins, Revenue Magazine's editor-in-chief Lisa Peccarelli, and a cast of exciting young people. It's big. It's growing. It's getting stronger every day. It's Affiliate Marketing. It's Affiliate Networks. It's Affiliate Day. Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like radio with a Ph.D. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: Now, back to the Pulse, the Pulse, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host.
2: Hello, and welcome back to The Search Pulse. My name is Barry Schwartz, and with me, as always, Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Fox. Next topic I wanted to discuss was there's a new way to remove your content from the Google search results. All you have to do now is log into to Google Webmaster Central and once you log in you'll be able to um, one, you have to make sure you have to verify your site, that means put up a meta tag or a HTML file and once that file is up and detected by Google then you'll have verified access, authenticated access and then you go log in and then you go to your pages and there's a whole way to actually go ahead and remove content. Um, so Again, you could either remove an individual URL, that means removing a particular page or a specific URL that's listed in Google. You could remove a whole entire directory, such as, you know, slash archives or slash about or slash contact us. You can remove all pages within that directory. You could remove an entire site if you don't want your site there anymore, you're mad at Google or something and you just don't want them to have your site in there anymore. You could do that. And you can also remove cached copies. Um, So if you don't want Google to have a cached copy of a page anymore, let's say, for example, you post confidential information, accidentally Google indexes it, and you want to remove that page quickly, you remove the page, the individual URL, or that directory, whatever it's in, and then you remove the cached copy, and you're pretty much set. Um, So that's a pretty good useful tool. Yahoo had a way of removing, uh, called deleting URLs, with Site Explorer as well, and then Google came out with this. Danny updated his great article. Um, I'm going to post a link to that also in the in the chat room. We also link to it in our post at the Search the Roundtable where he goes through each individual way to actually move stuff. And also the Google Webmaster Central blog has screenshots of how it works. Um, so you should definitely take a look at that as well. Um, I think we're up to Ben. So Ben, what are your thoughts on...
4: Um, actually, I'm really happy about this tool. I think it's been, it's been really useful. And I know I've gone through with quite a few clients on sites and let Google kind of get sp- spidered through them and then find pages that are 404ing or having errors or stuff like that and fixing those errors with redirects and um, remove them. But now this is going to make things a lot simpler for just basically removing those pages um, and getting them out of the index. You know, the funny thing is on some sites you'll see you know URLs that haven't existed within you the know, last you know three to four or five years and, and Google's for some reason still finding them by like links that, you know, are buried somewhere in some site and it's coming across. And so now you can kind of get rid of those pages and um, either that or redirect the Google bot back to the home page. Uh, so I'm happy with this tool. I think it's a, it's a really good, and nice addition um, to the, uh, the
2: whole Webmaster Tools um, kind of interface that they have going here. Great. And Chris, you know, all those pages you accidentally uploaded yesterday, you know, I'm not going to mention
3: what they are about, but now you can actually delete them. <laughs> yeah right. The, as soon as the links get indexed, Barry. As soon as the links get indexed, no. The uh, the thing, the, the two things that I thought were fun, um, were interesting about this. One is Peter Van der Graaf's comment in in your your post at the uh, roundtable. I think is really funny. Uh, you know, a, a great way to exploit hacking a file into someone's home directory and. Uh, You've seen his hacker friends get Google HTML verification file into the root directories of some pretty big websites. So uh, you can see that you know the, this kind of ability could make uh, you want to kind of keep an eye on your security a little bit more. And I would hope that uh, maybe Google would add some sort of redundancy uh, feature in case there was uh, uh, ever any um, people started doing that or somehow did get through the system and did that to someone. Hopefully they would add some additional security like a uh, email verification to the uh, webmaster or something like that that uh, instead of just being completely automated, sort of a last, you know, did you really mean to do this? um looking at the uh, Blogspot post on Google Webmaster Central, I think there's some cool individual uh, posts or, or parts of it in there. I think Vanessa did a great job laying it out. Uh, one of the things I really like about it is the cache copies, uh, to remove the cache copies that are in the index. So, you know, let's say maybe you're a uh, an e-commerce site or whatever you may have some past prices in there, or maybe you have uh if you're a press site or or a um, some sort of blog and you've been ordered by a court to uh, remove some potentially uh libelous or slanderous content uh, then you could uh, you could do so and uh, and 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 meet that pretty quickly um, so uh, there are some cool things in there. I definitely recommend the read of the Vanessa Post. I haven't had a chance to read Danny's detailed uh, version yet I'm sure that's going to be great too. True. And I think
2: there is a way to undo um a delete, so but I think within a certain amount of time frame. Um, yeah. So Ben, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh no, I think that covered it pretty well. Okay, great. Alright, so the next thing, talking about Google Webmaster Central, is they release another tool, uh, another page, um, where they improve the anchor text. So now if you go to the page analysis under the statistics tab under Google Webmaster Central, Um, You can actually see your internal linking, your internal, um, your external links to your site um, via anchor text, and you were able to see this in the past. But now they actually grouped it. So, for example, I have a screenshot of the search engine roundtable, which shows um, the most popular link to the search engine roundtable is search engine roundtable. So people are linking to me with the words search engine roundtable, but they also link with different case. They also link with commas in it. So for example, the, f- the most popular one is searching around table with S and E and R capitalized. Next one is searching around table comma, so people are linking with the comma linking to me. Um then it's all lowercase searching around table. Then it's all uppercase with a capital T in the table. And then it's capital S and lowercase E round table. So it's kind of pretty cool actually see how the different types of ways people actually link to you and you can actually see how people are linking to in terms of the anchor text. Um in addition they also um, increase the number of phrases that are shown to 200. They also now show site owners um, the anchor phrase report, um, which is you know uh, now back in the actual thing. Um, also, they allowed individual words, so now you can not only see phrases, but you actually see the most popular individual words in the anchor text, and the common words in the anchor text and common words are up and increased to 100 words each. Um in addition to that, um the tool went down for a little bit on April nineteenth but was back up It was part of their upgrade. I guess there was some type of glitch um you know you know uh Chris, what are your thoughts on this tool? Have you taken a look at it?
3: Uh, no, I haven't um but I'm looking forward to it
2: cool and uh Ben, what are your thoughts?
4: Um, I actually have played around the tools a little bit, and uh, I was looking at my main site and was actually really happy with it. It's a lot easier to use now, and you can kind of like surf around in between it. Um, it is a little tedious kind of navigating through each little, you know, incident and seeing what's going on, but um, for the most part, I was really pleased with this, and I think it's a, a nice addition to what's going on, um, and a whole lot more changes. I mean, I, you know, I've even seen, you know, more internal links. I mean, um, Anchor text kind of show up over the last couple weeks, too, and, and and see what the white people are linking to me. So, yeah, it's real interesting, and it can kind of show you how people are looking at your site and what they think the URL is and if there's any errors or issues going on.
2: Cool. All right, now time for me to go on a little rant. Uh, The next topic was, or is an SEO topic. It's basically John Scott over at V7N Network, uh, or their blog over there, v7n.com. He wrote a blog post about excess pages polluting your website. Basically, he said, um, what he did was he removed... You know X number of day, he basically removed a ton of pages based on the crea- um based on the following criteria so for example anything that met the criteria of I don't know X numbers of days old or had less than X number of page views or had less than X number of responses were removed from his I guess forum I think he removed it from the forum um, about two weeks after he did that his search referrals increased about to about seven thousand search referrals per day. He thinks that the reason it increased was because he removed all that content. He says and he thinks that obviously content is his whole thing is, you know, links versus content and content people who say content king, he said links are king. So this is more proof, you know, he believes what is this is more proof that actually content is not king and that links are what it's all about because the less content you have, uh, the more those links within the you know, popularity of the links could be floated around through your site. He um, you goes into it more, and I'm not summarizing the full thing, but basically, I kind of disagree because the same exact time period when um, he noticed an increase in search referrals, other people were noticing this increase in search referrals. On April, I think it was 10th, there was a big Google update, um, and a lot of people noticed an increase or a decrease. So it could be related to him dropping all those pages, but it also could be related to there being some type of small or large update based on you know who you are and what the you know based on certain factors. So I mean I know lots of my clients saw an increase, uh, an update. We discussed this last week, and I did some more research into it. And yes, a lot of people that I work with actually saw an increase in traffic, search referrals, and rankings. Um, so maybe that's what he's seeing. I don't think it's related to him necessarily moving the content uh, because. I think Google itself would actually remove that content if we go into the supplemental index. Would not be worth as much, et cetera. So you know, let's you know, let's start with. Uh, I think it's uh, Ben's turn. Let's start with Ben and get your idea on what this is.
4: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Barry. Um, and, and Barry Welford had some really good comments in terms of this. I, I personally wouldn't, if, if I was to remove all these pages. I don't know if I necessarily could contribute it all necessarily to just the removal of that content and you know the dilution of the page rank is now you know decreased and, and so the pages are going to rank higher. Um, I don't know. You could say that about a lot of different things. You know, you could change all the titles or something, or you could even add more pages. You know, you could add, like, 10,000 more pages and have an increase in traffic and say, oh, well, you know, you know, maybe that was because I added all these pages. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily think that I, I don't agree with his assessment in terms of that's what's happening. Um, and I don't know. Chris, what do you think?
3: Well, I think there's some, uh, you know, there's some definitely some more controls needed in order to really make any uh, uh, concrete um, predictions. Uh, you know, obviously this could have happened. Uh, you know, I think it's funny. Uh, by the way, one thing is it's kind of funny, Barry, is that you and your buddy MM uh, agree in the comments, and I thought he had a pretty funny one thing that he had a sneezing fit last week, and that that his Google rankings improved across numerous domains. You know, maybe if he had a sneezing fit every week. For ten weeks, and and each time he's working on a different site, and then it happened. then maybe, uh, and then if he had a couple weeks where he didn't sneeze on purpose, or he uh, anti sneezed, you know, there, there's all kinds of stuff that you got to do to really come out with with something that's uh, theoretically this ground, you know, breaking or ground shaking. I think it's it's possible. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but I, I right now would tend to agree more with uh, you guys, and and that it's probably less likely. Uh, but who knows? And, and, and until we get a, a solid uh, sample and maybe some some controls, uh, you know, it, it's hard to really speculate. It's it's good stuff to talk about though, right?
2: And I mean, I typically do agree with Michael a lot, and then uh, because I mean, often what we do is we pose the theory. We say here's what people are saying, and if you want to discuss it further, go to the forum thread or comment at us. Thing is sometimes people take it to mean that we believe that. And with that post I was talking about with John Scott, I actually went into it saying, you know, I don't necessarily think it's true. I actually voice my opinion when I don't always do that. And just if you read the blog, you have to understand that often we're quoting people. We're saying this is what people are saying. This is what's out there. This is what people are buzzing about because there's literally 15 or 20 people who agree with this person. So maybe there's something to it, but there might not be something to it. And I'm just stressing that enough that it's not always that case. So it's, something that you guys should, when you guys read, you should actually you know, keep in mind that we don't always agree with what we're say, what we're quoting. We're just summarizing, saying here it's what's out there, and sometimes we'll have an opinion, sometimes we won't, and sometimes we'll express that we have or do not have an opinion on that. In any event, um, I think we should hit a commercial break, and when we get back, we'll talk about Microsoft Ad Center and their quality score and how it's hurting PPC relevancy. So let's take a commercial break now, and we'll speak to you guys soon.
1: tight and don't move the pulse we'll be back after this short break
6: Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with PaperPost, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at PaperPost will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through PaperPost. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Live
5: revolution! Howdy, boys, and you girls too. I'm here to talk to you about Millenik Media, the best CPA network. Period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. Millenik Media's got some poor people who know their ass from their elbow. Need to new jet ski? How about one of them new newfangled plasma TVs? Well, cousin Jeremy here'll hook you up with our performance rewards program. Program. Email sub-bits, zip sub-bits, ringtones, hell, we got them all! yee Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-Media.com, and we'll have you so happy, you'll be squilling like
0: a pig!
3: Gentlemen,
0: start your
3: engine. Okay, well, how do I get my engine started? <laughs>
6: Is your online marketing being left at the starting gate? Don't have enough information to stay ahead of your competitors? Then visit EngineReady.com and get a free trial of our affordable enterprise class web analytics. With EngineReady, you can accurately track revenues from all online marketing campaigns, search engines, banner ads, email, and more. Engine Ready strategic marketing software. See why companies of all sizes achieve exceptional online results with EngineReady, the professional standard in search marketing.
1: Oh, maybe I should just get out and push.
5: Slick. Rock now Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And for all you jammers and spammers that cut out early on Fridays, then catch the Rockstars Rewind. At their original time, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Want a hot pod?
1: Load it with webmasterradio.fm and play with us. All day long.
0: Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: Now, back to The Pulse, Pulse. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host.
2: Hello, and welcome back to The Third Pulse. Barry Schwartz. With me is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Fox. Uh, the next topic I wanted to discuss was Microsoft Ad Center. They released a quality score update, and a lot of people are noticing that that date of when they actually updated that, when they updated the, actually released the quality score update, that it was actually producing very poor quality ads. Um, some people are still saying that the ads are very poor quality in terms of relevancy towards the search query that were placed on Microsoft's live.com, but other people are saying that it is a little bit better um, but people have noticed a significant drop in their traffic because their ads aren't showing up for the keywords they're bidding on, while others are showing over very. The searcher is actually saying this is horrible, irrelevant um, traffic. So, I wanted to uh, you know get you know Chris. We'll start with you and get your your theory on
3: what's going on here too. Um, well, it's um, one of those <laughs> questions that you uh, that. Happen with AdCenter, unfortunately. I think it's just uh, still. Uh, I, I hate to say it because you know it's been around for a while, but it's it's a glitch, and uh, this is something that will work itself out. I mean, there's not much more, um, you know, not much more to add to it. I mean, this is yet yet another glitch in in the archive of, of glitches. I hate okay. to sound so negative, but you know that's all I really have to add about that.
2: Okay, you could be negative, but
3: ben, ben, you can't be
2: negative, so go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, I, I talked about this last week. I know we we brought
4: up the subject, and I was kind of mentioning specifically about how, you know, this whole, you know, quality issue in terms of stuff that is ad, ad implementing is going to actually be a negative, you know, for advertisers because it's going to reduce, you know, click-throughs and, and stuff like that. It's like, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think ad centers set up in order for this yet. It's like I still think they need some appropriate time in order to, you know, to, you know slip in some quality scores and start, you know, Monitoring these demographics and pumping traffic to advertisers just because they just don't have the volume for it yet, you know like how long did it take Yahoo specifically and Google in order to implement some type of quality score um, and It was done very carefully in the fact that you know there's not a whole lot of disruption um, and so you know I was reading through some of the, the the forum threads and you know people were like pissed off. they were like they'd gone from like no traffic or little traffic to like no traffic, and they were talking about you know URLs and landing pages didn't even match so you know the ads and even match the landing page, and there was all sorts of you know language issues going on, and there's just like uh, the spam and low quality had just kind of filtered up to the top, and so um, you know they they were understanding like how is this supposed to be you know a quality score update, um, or how is the quality of the site you know impacting into the terms of my ranking in terms of Ad Center. Um, and so you know I run an ad center campaign, and um, you know' stuck in a lot of keywords and and we 're just more and, and what i 'm doing is more of just looking at the stats in terms of seeing actually what keywords are popular in cent opposed to other search engines um, and and you know collecting some some traffic here and there um, and I have some interest from some clients that want to set up some stuff, but you know i 've been real hesitant in order to set up any type of campaign in ad center because of all these you know the blatant problems and it's supposed to help with the quality but you know the traffic's not there and at the same time you've got all these people that are really mad because you know the ads aren't showing up and you know a lot of their sites are quality but the the ad center is not catching them so but i think it's going to take them some time in order to get it you know fine-tuned enough so that everything's working correctly to the satisfaction of all advertisers and to microsoft
2: right well Would have made it a lot easier and easier for everybody to forgive Microsoft if they would have just put up a special logo for Earth Day. Because, you know, com had their logo. They revised their whole entire page on Sunday. Google.com went with the icy, you know, snowy type of look for Earth Day. And Yahoo had this cute little windmill, um, which is this cute little thing with this light bulb that looks like an energy saver light bulb. So all the search engines minus... You know The third big one, Live.com, Microsoft's MSN search engine, um, celebrated uh, um, Earth Day with special logos. I think MSN had something on their homepage, but it wasn't on the Live.com site, which is now their search brand. So, um, you know, let's get this world to go down the list. And Chris, you know, what are your thoughts? Oh, actually, Ben's for it first. So, Ben, what are your thoughts on the different logos out there?
4: Um, I actually specifically like Google's logo a lot, actually. You know, I kind of like Yahoo's little animated stuff that they do. Sometimes it's real clever. But this year, I I kind of, uh, I really liked what um, Google did with the the iceberg. And the blues are really nice. It's kind of nice to do searches with that logo.
3: And Chris? Um, I liked, uh, at first I liked Google's a lot uh, because I noticed it during the day. And I, I really, I'm not sure if... You you mentioned this, or if this was written somewhere, I haven't seen it. But uh, it seemed like the it seemed to be melting, and like later at night, when I went on, it was like a lot lower in the water, and it seemed to have melted some. And it could just be that I was (laughs) melting slowly over on Sunday because it was hot. (laughs) But uh, that's that's I I seem to remember that. But I really like the Yahoo one. I think they they, did did a great job. Uh, You know, if if you click on it and and you can get it to work the way it lights up the. um, exclamation point, I think, was very cool. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks
2: for stopping, from, stopping me from making a joke after you said it looked like it was melting all day. It could have been. I didn't really <laughs> know it. But, um, interesting. Good point. Um, all right. Uh, anybody, uh, Ben, you know what Pond is, is? I do. I love Pond. Okay, and Chris, do you know what's about? stubble pond you ever hear of it? I
3: do. I'm a member.
2: It. Well, now you don't have to use StumbleUpon anymore because Google made their own type of upon where they used your personalized web history, your search history stuff and you could actually click a type of button that actually will allow you to stumble upon other things. So, um, Nathan Weinberg had an actual good explanation about how you don't need to use the Google toolbar to get stumble upon, and I have that link in the Search and Roundtable. Um, it's basically Google's query list search so it basically looks at your personalized history and tells you all right based on what you've done in the past you probably want to go to this site or that site and you know i just clicked on it and i landed on Adbrite. and i'm clicking on it again now i'm looking at the link i'm going over to best web directories and there's really a lot of seo stuff that i'm seeing um when i'm clicking on this button wikipedia i go to wikipedia a lot site maps, all these different sites that I I never visited before really, but it's actually showing me other alternatives to what I visited in the past, which is pretty neat. There is no friend uh, or social element towards it in terms of sharing or submitting stuff to Google in terms of what people stumble upon or rating the stumbles. It's just basically looking at your personalized history and giving you suggestions based on that. Also, I'm not gonna But anyway, yeah, so let's start with Chris. And Chris, what are your
3: thoughts on this cool Well, platform? I like the dice and I think that I'm gonna install it uh just so that I have the dice up there so people can see I'm cool if they look over my shoulder and, and, and see the top of my my uh toolbar has dice on it. I think that's pretty cool. But other than that, that's gonna be about the extent that I'll use it. Uh when I signed up for Snowball Fawn I had fun with it for maybe a couple times, uh, you know, maybe like ten or fifteen minutes at a time, but I simply don't have the, the time for it. Um, so i 'm sure that some people will like it and uh, get something out of it. I think you bring up an important point that there 's no community feature to it, and that 's certainly something that could be added in or uh, I would imagine uh, will be added in in your web history if if um, you know that 's something you 're getting tracked so um Maybe there'll be some cool feature about being able within your, if you've you've enabled web history tracking, that you can somehow have a more enhanced version of it, or I don't know. Um, You know, they've got so many little gadgets like this that could work together in so many different ways, but for right now, the the coolest thing about it is the Dyson, and that's cool. Cool.
2: And Ben, what are your thoughts?
4: Yeah, I got to play around with this a little bit. Personally, I prefer stumble upon. I mean, I think this is a nice, great way to accessorize your toolbar so you can be cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, But uh, you know, there's like there's a big difference in terms of how like the sites are chosen. You know, in between you know Google's. you know, little query list, search, and recommendations, as opposed to like stumble upon. I, I find when I'm it was stumble upon, I go to like places that like actually I maybe wouldn't have gone to, or maybe found on my own. And then that's the fun part about stumble upon is finding these like neat little things. And I kind of kind of set my categories and stuff that I like. Um, so that I I actually use stumble upon quite a bit when you know either I get bored or just need something new. Um, and with Google, it seems that like, and I think Barry, you were listing off some of the ones that you'd gone to, and it was kind of like. Some of the like similar same stuff that you'd already been to. It's
2: true, right, but it's all but I don't think I've been to many of those. I mean Wikipedia, yes, but the specific sites I don't, most of them not, so it was kind of interesting to see what they would recommend. Um, so right All right, so let's move on to the next topic. and the uh, next topic is social media optimization, SMO, and we're saying our SEO is part of the problem. I honestly have zero opinion I've been gaming, not gaming, but encouraging my digs and delicious and reddits and all this stuff on you know, to be at the top and you know, get a lot of traffic from it. It's been working pretty well. Um, so I like to stay out of this. Um, I think I am a problem, <laughs> but let's you know go with Ben. Do you think SEO is part of the problem of SMO?
4: No, no, I think they're part of the solution. Uh, we had a lot of, We talked a lot about this, I know, when I was at SES in New York, and specifically, and Dig was the perfect example of this and how, you know, people are complaining specifically to, you know, you give, you give SEOs anything and they're just going to go ahead and go out and exploit it as much as possible and, like, you know, figure out every little crack and hole and uh, exploit that they possibly can, and people get kind of pissed off about that, but, you know, honestly, I, you know, SEOs in a lot of ways, I think, are, you know, the perfect testers for these type of, you know, utilities, you know, before, you know, if you want to Launch a product, just give it to a bunch of SEOs and see what they think about it, and then they'll they'll tell you straight out, you know, what, what they can do with it. So no, I, I don't think it, it's part of the problem at all. It's more or less the solution. Um, it's just exposing things that people kind of already know or don't know, and um, giving a little bit more exposure to them, and um, you know, helping people, helping those sites and companies that have these certain products uh, specifically within the social media kind of this category, um, and how to improve them.
2: That's a nice explanation. And Chris, do you have anything you want to add on that? Uh no, I'm cool. Alright, I'll pause. Alright. Are you sure? Yeah. Really? Wow, okay. Well let's move on to the next topic then. Um Yahoo has partnered with eBay and PayPal to release um a Yahoo slash PayPal checkout solution, like Google checkout. And now when you if you sign up for Yahoo uh checkout program, you actually go ahead and say, um, you can actually go ahead and put a little shopping cart icon next to your paid listings, obviously the Yahoo search marketing listings, like you would with Google Checkout on Google AdWords. So it's another incentive and basically copying exactly what Google did, which is okay. Um, and I'm still waiting for some feedback on, you know, how people are using it and if it's actually improving any conversions and sort of stuff like that.
3: So let's start with Chris, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Any. Um, well i think it's you know it's a it's a cool step forward and and yahoo has to keep uh you know as google's making all this news i think it's good that that, that uh, yahoo is continuing to uh reach out and, and make these kind of uh arrangements and partnerships and uh and you know it's important for them to uh to stay strong in terms of uh of you know, trying to improve the overall user experience for their community. And I, I think that, uh, you know, this will help uh, overall make it a, a, a more uh, smooth experience uh, for some shoppers that, uh, you know, start with Yahoo. So um, more power to them for these kind of partnerships.
2: Cool. All right, one more topic before we go into a commercial and then hit lighting round. So let's go into the next topic, which is uh, we have seen... Signs that Google is actually going testing com, um, sorting the or grouping the actual search results by category. So, Leodin Philip Lesson went ahead and took screenshots of this in action. Where a search on DVD players, for example, in Leodin, we actually sorted the uh, search results by comparison shopping, reviews, stores, references, forums, blogs, news, manufacturers, etc. So it was interesting to see, for example, in the normal results, the first result was bizrate.com. And obviously in the comparison example, in the, I'm sorry, in the grouped, in the grouped example was, you know, bizrate.com, but the second result was ma- a major difference. On the normal results, the second result was like the sixth one down, and on the, the on the group's results, it was the second one down because they fit within the comparison shopping model. I have a long post about this, but quickly, I wanted to get Ben your thoughts on this. I don't know if you have time to look at it or not.
4: Um... I, not a whole lot of time. Um, a little bit, yeah. I have seen some of this um, in terms of the category, categories. Um, a little scary. Um, honestly, I know sometimes when I'm doing a search and I'm not even thinking on the in SEO mode and I get to something like this, I actually will skip over, will go to a second page in order to get rid of it, or if that, redo the search because it's just too much going on. Um, you know, do I really need to comparison shop and get reviews? And in some aspects, I think maybe searchers might look at this as the fact that, like, well, you have only given me three, but what else is really out there? And do I really going to trust these three sites that you know are giving me reviews? Um, you know, which in your example were basically all from the same site. But what if I want to find out an, an alternate, you know, right. kind of opinion on what's going on here? So, yeah, I, I, this is. I think this is neat. I, I guess I'm not really a huge fan of it, though, to be honest.
2: Okay, all right. and I think it's a major problem for, from the revel- relevancy side because it really messes up the results in terms of relevancy, but we will see. Chris, I'm going to skip you because we have to go into commercial break and we'll get Aww. back. Get it, unless
3: you really have something you want to say. Uh, just, I'd rather see the, the plain old one box in there with Google-based results or okay. dropping engine results. Okay,
2: all right, cool. All right, thank you, and let's go into commercial break. When we get back, we'll talk about some Lightning stuff.
1: sit tight and don't move the pulse we'll be back after this short break
6: attention webmasters wish you could convert more web traffic into cash no need to rub a lamp just click on GenieKnows.com install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results add your command GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service earn even more through our referral program GenieKnows has delivered results G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S dot com
1: Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now. From Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get, get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media.
6: Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat-fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding, and hassles with low-cost top-ten exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the isedn.org
2: Welcome to the Daily Search cast. And Oh my goodness, now you can have Google Talk embedded in your Google personalized homepage to be part of your Google personalized life. So you can go there and you can just chat on your homepage. Just remember, folks,
6: you know, you put that on the homepage and you don't log out. You know, I never log out of things. Do you log out of things? So suddenly all your contacts are sitting there when somebody goes to use Google on your computer and then i are going, oh,
2: well, let's just start sending messages to people. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> It's Danny I've always liked you (laughs) (laughs) I've always liked you But I really like you Barry But uh, I uh, I But
5: you're fired (laughs) The Daily Search Cast with Danny Sullivan Monday through Thursdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 8.30 a.m. Pacific And if you missed any of this week's shows, check out The Daily Search Cast Week in Review Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific Only on webmasterradio.fm
0: <laughs> Sync your team into 100% original programming WebmasterRadio.fm And try our daily search cast It's made fresh every day WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere
1: Now, back to The Pulse, Pulse. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm Here's your host.
2: Hello, and welcome back to the Search Faults, the 27th edition. My name is Barry Schwartz, and let's go into the lightning round. Thank you. Uh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. Um, anyway, let's move fast. We don't have much time. HackerSafe has claimed in their service that their service boosts your search ranking. Um in a page they had there it says Boost Google ranking with over one hundred million cross links. They have removed that um after we posted on this and it was pretty funny to see that. Chris Boggs started that thread over at Search Engine Watch and got them in big trouble. Good going, Chris. Um next topic is American Blind and Wallpaper Factory versus Google, that case on trademark um you know, you know, trademark law and AdWords and search keywords has not been dismissed. It's going to continue on and Google's pretty upset about that. Next is Google AdSense publishers um, are receiving the highest ever revenue share recorded. They are receiving an 83.7% revenue share. It's not every single AdSense publisher is not receiving 83% of the pie. It's on average. That's what people are receiving. And also, publishers for the first time are receiving a payout of over $1 billion um, and that is in the Q1 of 2007. Next is uh, Google AdWords preferred cost bidding is not really um, all that beneficial in terms of a lot of people are saying. People are not liking it. Um, <clears throat> well, There's one saying, I'm glad they keep adding features because it's so easy to master the simple set of tools they have so far, being sarcastic. Um, sounds like a great way to overspend your money, so people aren't into this. So that is um, another thing. Uh, next thing is debate over pay links. That thing we talked about last week, it's still going on. There's a really long thread over at Webmaster World about it, a continued thread, and it's pretty long. Um, how should Google handle Google bombs? Um, there was a new thing about the whole cohort report and making him the greatest living, America, uh, greatest living American. Sorry. And there's another thread over at Webmaster World about that and have some discussion on how Google handles Google bombs. Um, I, uh, we caught over at webmaster world how Google is started tracking on a limited basis your actual mouse over actions over the actual AdWords ad word ads. So if you're mousing over different parts of the ads, it actually uses JavaScript to track the times you mouse over those ads. So I guess they're tracking impressions, mouse overs, and clicks to see what works best. Um, pretty interesting. They have removed that right now, but they did in the past. Um, Google is testing even more layouts and user interfaces. Um, Nothing pretty big, but you actually could go ahead and test it out. April 24th, today, I posted it, so you can go to sdroundtable.com and check it out. The Gmail team accidentally disabled a batch of accounts, and this is not the first time they've done it. They did it in the past again, and we have a Google Google Groups thread about that. Um, Frugal has been renamed to Google Product Search, and they changed some user um, user interface things with that as well. Uh, Google announced that they will be... um, creating a PowerPoint tool. I think it's going to be incorporated some WebEx functionality, which should be cool. Um, and yet, they're still not competing with Microsoft with their PowerPoint, their Word, or their Excel spreadsheets at all. That's what they say, at least. Um, Google was ranked the most popular, no, sorry, most powerful brand in 2007 by um, the brand's top 100 report it by, by Millward Brown Optimier. Um, so Google is, has replaced Microsoft in the number one spot, General Electric is number two, Microsoft is number three, Coca-Cola is number four. Um, Google AdSense traffic exchange programs, so those traffic exchange programs, they are not recommended by Google, so try not to use them. Uh, Google, phone, the Google Phone is expected to launch worldwide in 2007, sometimes this year, I guess by the end of this year. I don't know if those are just rumors or whatever. Finally, uh, Danny's first Search Marketing Expo conference is coming up soon. Um, Tomorrow, and I will be there. We will be covering it. It's a two-day event, and um, it's going to happen. Also, the SCS Toronto is the week after on June 12th and June 13th, followed by SCS Latino in Miami on June 18th and 19th. I'll probably go to Toronto. I'm not sure about Miami. Also, if you're going to SMX in Seattle on June 4th and June 5th, Google has invited everybody to go over to the Google uh, Kirkland office on a Monday night, which is pretty cool. So hopefully everybody else will go there. And that pretty much wraps up the 27th edition of The Search Pulse. we um, hope to post a recap tomorrow afternoon after the show is archived at sdroundtable.com. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to comment at the post tomorrow. Again, tomorrow, today is 27th edition, and it took place on Wednesday, April 24th. Thank you, Ben and Chris, and we'll see you guys next week at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Everyone have a great night.